Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Go really quick. I'll share just a few thoughts. Go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to read just four verses. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. If you're there, can you say amen? If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put it up on the screens. If you're watching online, anywhere around the world, it's going to be on your screen as well. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. The word of God says this. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Now verse number four, I want you to highlight that, look at that. I want you to take a note of verse four. By faith, Abel, he offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. Look at this last part. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. And through his faith, though Abel died, he still speaks. Today, I want to talk to you from this title, A Legacy That Speaks. A Legacy That Speaks. I'll talk about it for 15, 20 minutes. And then we'll receive the offering and worship God one more time. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this community. Thank you for this family. All around the world, people that are part of Calvary Church. Thank you for this household of faith. Speak to us today. Thank you for being so good and kind to people like us. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. David Livingstone. David Livingstone was a man who was Scottish, and he lived in the 1800s. David Livingstone, in the 1800s he lived, and he became an incredible man of God. David Livingstone, though he was a doctor, physician, he decided to offer his life as a missionary to take the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. And he decided to focus his attention on the country of Africa. And today, David Livingstone is regarded as Africa's greatest evangelist of all time. They're saying that because of David Livingstone, the entire country had revival because he took the gospel to the country of Africa. David had a brother. His brother's name was John. John decided to become a businessman. And although there's nothing wrong with pursuing business, we have business people here that support the kingdom of God. His brother John was self-centered and selfish He decided just to focus on himself and never was a man who gave. In fact, they would say that John was all about gaining while David was all about giving. In fact, one of the the editions of the Encyclopedia Britannica several years ago had a whole section on David Livingstone. And it talked about his family. And when you looked at his brother's name, it said David Livingstone, brother of John's mother. The brother was known just as being a relative, but never of doing anything significant. His brother David 
decided to live a life of significance. He decided to live a life of legacy. He decided to live a life larger than himself and invested in other people. Mike Mena, what we just saw, was a man of legacy whose legacy still speaks today. Even though he had a job and even though he was busy in the city of Miami, he decided to be a man that gave encouragement, that gave peace, that gave hope, that gave grace. Oh, today you can be a person that leaves a legacy that though you're gone one day, it will still speak for years to come. Maya Angelou said, leave a mark on the world that can never be erased. What kind of mark are you leaving in the world? I have a question today. What kind of legacy are you leaving behind? No matter where you're watching, no matter what kind of life you are leading today, what kind of legacy will you leave behind? What will people remember you by? What will people say about your life? All of us will leave a legacy. What legacy will it be? What legacy will it be? The definition that we used in the video of legacy is something passed from one generation to another. Another definition of legacy is something that is handed down. But I like the way Peter Stroppel put it. He said, leaving a legacy is not leaving something for people. It's leaving something in people. How many know? You can leave a house. You can leave a car. You can leave a whole bunch of toys for your family, for friends, for relatives. But it's something about leaving in people, a mark in people's hearts to say, that was a different man. That was a different woman. They were encouraged. They were a man of God. They were a woman of God. Legacy is leaving something in the hearts of people more than the toys that they can play with. What kind of legacy will you live? I thank God my parents are here, and I know one day they're going to leave a legacy, an inheritance of physical things. But more than that, I thank God for the godly legacy that they left in me, my brother, and my sister, because they decided to serve God and put them first. That is better than any money. That's better than any house. That's better than any business. It's a legacy that lasts forever. Shannon Alder said, carve your name on the hearts of people. Because a legacy is written in minds and the stories they will tell about you. What kind of legacy will you live? The problem is, the problem today that we have is that the lies of culture results in lives of greed. Culture will tell you, live for you. It's a doggy dog world. It's survival of the fittest. You can't give. You can't be an encourager. Who encourages you on the turnpike when it's packed and people are cutting you off? And so our culture will say, focus on you. You're nine to five. Don't worry about anybody else. And so you never give encouragement. You never give time. You never give service. We never give finances. We never give resources because don't nobody care about me. And so culture will say, just worry about yourself. And it creates lives of greed. And we don't think about the legacy that we will leave one day. So culture will tell you, live for yourself. Stack up all you can. Make sure your bank account is full. Make sure you live this life that's all about you. Here's the problem. Pastor Rick Warren said he's never seen a hearse with a U-Haul behind it. <laughs> Everything you stack up, you can't take it with you. <laughs> you can't take your 401k. You can't take all your stocks. You can't take your Bitcoin. You can't take all your toys. You can't take your cars and your houses. Everything will stay for somebody else. None of that. We grew up in church, and growing up in church, we used to sing this song that says, no, you can't go to heaven in a limousine. Remember that? 
No, you can't go to heaven with a limousine because heaven don't got no gasoline. <laughs> now, it, it used to say a bunch of stuff. You remember that? No, you can't go to heaven in blue jeans. Why? Why not blue jeans? Because heaven don't got no washing machine. <laughs> Everything that we have will stay on this side of eternity. And so and we live for material things, but can I tell you a lasting legacy, a legacy that speaks is about a man and a woman of faith that believed God for more, that walked out with hope, that said, God, you're able to do something with my life, not by what I can attain, but by the legacy that I live and give. Peter Marshall said, the measure of life is not its duration, but its donation. How your life will be measured is not by, wow, he lived 125 years. No, but what you did in the time that God gave you. It's not in its duration, it's in its donation. What will you do with the time that God gives you? What will you do with the years, life, and health that God has given you? Jesus only lived 33 years. He didn't have a long life. But in 33 years, he changed the course of history. In 33 years, or 2,000 years later, there's 2.5 billion Christians around the world because one man, the God-man, decided to donate his life for all of humanity. Anybody thankful for Jesus Christ? Anybody thankful for the legacy that he left for you and I? Come on, that's the God that we praise. That's the God that we have. That's the God that we worship. He laid his life down for you and Fry. And so you're part of a church. I want to tell you that our goal is not to be big. Calvary is not about how big we can get. It's how effective can we be in what God has called us to be. So we're going to continue to give over the last five years over a million dollars to our city, to our world, to our home, to families in need, to children in need. And I want to tell you, we will not stop. We'll continue feeding the homeless. We'll continue feeding our city. We'll continue building churches around the world because it's not about us. We want to be a church that leads a legacy for thousands of years to come. That the people of Calvary, they were people of faith. They were people of generosity. They were people that changed the world. Come on, anybody with me this morning? I refuse. I refuse to be part of a church that's just all about here. What we're a part of should make a difference around the world. That's the part of, that's the church that I want to be a part of. And so I'll say this, a lasting legacy is created by how you sow, not what you hold. How will you sow what God has given you? How will you sow your life? How will you sow your time? How will you sow your talents, your gifts, your resources? You want to leave a lasting legacy, a legacy that speaks so well, not hold well. Abel, the Bible says, though he died, he still speaks today. Cain and Abel, everybody heard this story. Veggie Tales talked about it. You heard about it in Sunday school. Everybody knows about Cain and Abel. Cain, the older brother, was stingy, greedy, and he thought about himself only. Much like David Livingstone's brother, he was a man who was all about gaining, not giving. And when it came time to bring an offering before God, he brought a stingy gift. The Bible says literally he gave God the rest, not the best. Abel, the younger brother, came and gave God an amazing offering. It says that he literally sacrificed a sheep and he brought the fat of the sheep. Back then, that was the best of the best and he brought it before God. And God was pleased with Abel's offering. And Cain became jealous. And Cain became greedy, envious. 
and he killed his brother Abel. Abel's life was short, but his legacy still speaks today. The Bible says, though he died, he still speaks today. Abel was a man of faith. He believed in a big God. Abel was a man who trusted in God, and because he did, he gave in an excellent way. And because of that, we're still speaking about Abel today. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11, is known as the Hall of Faith. I know in sports we have the Hall of Fame, the best of the best. When faith, we have the best of the best. The men and women of God who believed God and did extraordinary things. And you would think it would begin with Moses who lived over a hundred years and crossed the Red Sea. You would think it would be Joshua who decided to finally cross the Jordan River and go into the promised land. Or you would think it would be David who, who killed bears and lions and Goliath the mammoth giant. You know what the hall of faith begins with? Abel. All Abel did was live a short life. And the hall of faith begins with Abel. You read the rest of chapter 11, it's amazing. I mean, they have, you have giants of the faith there, generals of the faith. But God decided to start it with Abel? Why? His faith was so big, even though his life was so short, that he decided to put God first in his life. Everything God gave him, he said, I'll give God my best, not by my rest. And the Bible says that it's because of that faith that God commended him as righteous. In other words, you are a believer and you are saved because you trust me with your life. That's a hero of the faith. That's why we're still talking about him today. Look what the Bible says, Psalm 112, verse 6. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. All years and years can go by. If Jesus does not come back, years will go by and people will still speak about Abel's faith. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 7, good people are remembered long after they are gone, but the wicked are soon forgotten. Don't nobody remember a stingy, greedy person. <laughs> and if they do, it would be a bad memory. How can we live a life, a legacy? How can you live a life that will still speak even after you're dead and gone? The Bible says that life is short. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 90, God teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, understand life is short. We're here today, gone tomorrow. As, long, as much as I've searched and researched, 10 out of 10 won't make it out alive out of this life. I hope that's encouraging. That blessed you today. Have an awesome Sunday. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> but what would they say about us? What will our family, our children, our children's children, what will friends, what will our community say about us? You can live a life that leaves a legacy that can speak for thousands of years to come. How? How what do we learn from Abel? Number one, recognize the real source. Abel, recognize who was the real source of life. You want to live a significant life? You want to live a life of legacy? It comes by first recognizing who's the God that gave you the life to begin with. Anybody thankful that today, come on, he woke us up. He gave us oxygen. He gave us life. Oh, come on, new mercies, new compassions. The Bible says they're made new each and every single day. Come on, we woke up today to blessings. I know there's a whole lot of wrong stuff going on, but my God, there's a lot of good stuff going on. He's been good to me. I got air in my lungs. That means I still have purpose in my life. I'm still here. I'm still 
breathing. I'm still alive. The Bible says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Come on, somebody got breath in their lungs today? Praise him. Praise him. He is the God of all glory, of all the honor, of all the praise. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Recognize who the source of life is. Abel knew it wasn't the sheep. Abel knew it wasn't the crops. Abel knew it was the God who made the sheep and the crops. It's not the corn that feeds me. It's the God that made the corn that feeds me. It's not the little sheep that gives me all the carbs and extra fat I don't need. It's the God who created the sheep. Look what the Bible says. Psalm chapter 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. I want to tell you today, if you don't know, you belong to God. And there's nothing you could do about it. (laughs) The earth belongs to the Lord and everything in it. Recognize who the source. You want to live a life of legacy? It comes by realizing your salary, your job, your position, your cars, your houses. It's not what makes you. I know we live in the gram and the Facebook where everybody's posting all this stuff and you think that's what makes life. What makes life is realizing, God, you gave me life. I belong to you. Number one, recognize who the real source is. Once we recognize that, what are able to do? Number two, return with true honor to God. Heard somebody say, your life is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift to God. How will you return to God everything that he's given to you? How will you return those gifts, those talents that he's put inside of you? Some of you are so gifted, so talented. And you're sitting on some anointing that somebody else prayed and wished they had. Some of you are so talented, you would change the whole community, a whole state. What are you doing with everything that God's deposited inside of you? Can I tell you, don't waste another day. Give it back to God. Honor him. He gave it to you in the first place. Return. Abel knew this comes from God. And because it comes from God, I'll give it back to God. God, of course, I'm going to bring an offering. God, of course, I'm going to honor you today. Everything that I have is because of you to begin with. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. More than physical, that means you have a full life. Anybody want a full life? Come on. To leave a legacy like David Livingstone, like Michael Mena, like Jesus. Have a full life because you put God first and you honored him with your life. Your children, your spouse, your family, your friends, your co-workers, people that are in close relationship to you, they'll know you live for something greater than yourself. So you recognize, you return to the Lord with true honor. The reason Abel did that is number three, because he relied on God's promises. You want to live a life of legacy? You trust in him. Your faith is him. The Bible says, by faith. Abel gave by faith. It's not because he had a thousand sheep. By quantity, Abel gave. Out of, out of an incredible amount of sheep, Dave, Abel gave one of his sheep. No, it was by faith. Because I trust God. It's by faith. You rely on God's promises, and that'll leave a life legacy. In other words, you say, I know. I don't bank my life on my 401k. I don't bank my life on everything I can attain. I bank my life on his promises. 
Because he's the sustainer of my life. Are you following me, church? He's got me. He's got you. And so I recognize, I return to the Lord, and I rely that he's got me. That's why when Jesus taught about daily prayer, he said, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say, give us this day our monthly bread. Jesus didn't say, pray this. God, today, give us this day our quarterly bread. Thank you, God. The next quarter, I'm going to be all right. No, give us this day our daily bread. What is he trying to teach? That every day you should rely on him for provision. Right? It's easy to give when everything's already provided for. Some of us are like, I'll give to the heart for the house. I'll give to the heart for the house when I, when I got a good $100,000 in the bank and I feel good, a million dollars in the bank. I'll give God when I got a lot. Can I tell you, if you can't give with a little, you'll never give it a lot. Because you're relying on your own strength and your own promises instead of God's promises. A life of legacy. David Livingstone didn't care how he lived in Africa. He was literally with tribes that wanted to kill him. He gave up comfort of living in Scotland, the comfort of being a doctor. Almost got killed several times. They literally at times ran him out of Africa in the 1800s, but he got to tribes that nobody got to. And he relied on God's promises. It's not my career that sustains me, it's God who sustains me. That kind of person, the Bible says, will leave a legacy forever. Look what the Bible says, Jeremiah chapter 17, last one we'll read. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. And it does not fear when he comes, for its leaves remain green. And it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The man who trusts, the man and woman who relies on God's promise, those who have faith in God, your life will always be full of legacy because your hope is not in this world it's in the God who created this world and you'll fill your life with legacy and people remember your children remember my mom my dad they were people of faith there was times where it looked like we didn't have to pay the electricity but somehow somewhere an envelope showed up there was times where it looked like we didn't have enough but I served God me and my house we will serve the Lord everything else God will provide somehow some way I want to tell you, as a product of godly parents, your children will not remember the cars you give them, the houses you give them. That'll be great. But they'll remember the prayers. They'll remember the faith. They'll remember mom and dad stepping out in faith and believing God to open a business or mom and dad believing in faith to go ahead and do something for God. A legacy for the next generation. That's what Heart for the House is today. We're going to be a church that's not confined to these four walls. We have three services. Soon we might need a fourth. We're going to meet multiple campuses like we did before the pandemic. What are we going to do? We're going to continue. God, as long as you give us resources, we got vision. We believe that you want to help. You want to take us to reach the world and help the world. Today we're going to continue to do that. Heart for the House is going to set us up that way. We're going to leave a legacy that speaks forever. In a moment, we're going to receive the Heart for the House offering. I just want to show you where this money is going to next year just so you know. This money is not going to staff, it's not going to overhead, it's not going to salary, none of that. This money is separate from tithes and offerings. And this goes directly to three different places, our home, our city, our world. Some of the things we want to do here in our home, for example, is continue to improve our kids' ministry. Anybody love Calvary Kids? Thank God for Calvary Kids. About, about two years ago, we did a bunch of upgrades for our kids' ministry. And we just want to make sure they always had the best of the best. 
And there's a list of things we want to do for our kids back there and some of the facilities that we have, but it's going to cost $20,000, $30,000 to continue to upgrade that. So some of that money is going to go to that. It's also going to go to the Calvary Front Terrace Cafe. As many of you know, we go outside. Today, there's snow falling. We grab lemonades and coffee out there. And, and that looks beautiful, but we want to make it better, right? Out there, we want to make that area incredible. We want to fill it with turf. We want to put new patio furniture. We want to put shade. Anybody thank God for shade? And the reason we want to create a front terrace is not just so that we can have something that looks like. It's to create community. Yeah. Church is not just for here, singing some songs and go home. Conversations that will change lives forever. I've literally, I've literally talk to people out there half an hour after service and say hey one of your pastors prayed for me can I tell you God healed me right now hey somebody just came and encouraged me I had no friends but I just joined to connect what happens out there that's church come on I love the lemonades the coffee those tostadas praise God for that but more than that come on it's community we want to create an awesome community we already have some preliminary drawings and things that we have thought and dreamed about and preliminary costs it's going to cost us anywhere from 30 to 50 thousand dollars to turn that into the dream that we have in fact we've had it for about four years we've said no to some things in order to get to other more important things but that's there we want to do it some of that money might go to that calvary studios we'll tell you more about that vision sunday early next year but a lot of things we want to do when it comes to the internet and reaching the world for jesus calvary future locations we always are ready to get ready to open up another campus whenever God says it's the right time. Calvary City Care. We have outreaches all the time that we give food to people, backpacks to kids, school supplies. The church always provides for that as well. Christmas, for example, we're all bringing toys, but the church also buys toys. We, every single time we have a City Care outreach, the church always first. And we give. And we make sure that we buy supplies. We buy backpacks and all that. Every single year, food. Prison ministry, I want you to know, every single week we are in prisons here in Miami-Dade County preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are, come on. And, and, and we resource that and some finances go to that. In fact, we're praying that God opens up some big doors about some stuff we'll tell you later next year, but we're praying for that as well. Embrace is our anti-human trafficking ministry. It's one of the greatest evils of the world today. There's over 20 million slaves today to human trafficking labor trafficking, sex trafficking. We work directly with ICE, with the government, and we're the first ones they call when they rescue people from human trafficking. And we house them. Come on, we take them to the dentist. We give them clothes. Come on, I'm proud of our church. Come on, it's amazing. Like, like, the world may write some of these people off, but we're here to tell them you have a new beginning in Jesus. You have as much right to the name Christian as anybody else, like the book of Ephesians says. We take them to doctor appointments, dentist appointments. We have embraced house where they get to live with us for a year. We put them through a program. Some of the funds go to that as well. Homeless outreach led by Lulu, men of the legend. And they get, every single month, they're out there in the streets with blankets, meals, all that, helping out the problem that we have in our city. Some of the funds go to that as well. Calvary Global Missions, we're all over the world. God has connected us with certain people that we think are just God connections. I love Pastor Ricardo Bissett. I think he's coming out to the 1 p.m. He's our Calvary Havana pastor. And several years ago, because of Heart for the House, we were able to move the church from his house. He was literally meeting hundreds of people in his house. He had to move upstairs so that the bottom part of the house could meet. And they were all in there squished like sardine. We bought them a brand new building. We were part of that. And now they have a beautiful auditorium. We want to upgrade that auditorium. So we're going to continue investing in Cuba. We believe God wants to do something special in Cuba. Vision Rescue. Vision Rescue in India. We're, we're connected to Pastor Biju. He's an incredible man of God. Him and his family. They, we are literally feeding kids right now. And they're getting an education because of Heart for the House. 
It's absolutely amazing. All the way in India. India has the largest number of orphans in the world. They literally walk in the streets by themselves. Vision Rescue is there, and they're one of the leading forces in helping that. Compassion Projects in Colombia. Many, you know, four years ago, we sponsored 450 kids out of Sucre, Colombia, one of the poorest places in Colombia. Many of you sponsor kids to church. We sponsor kids as well. People from Compassion call us and they're like, how did you guys sponsor so many kids? We're like, it's God and our church is awesome. <laughs> and so we continue to sponsor them. And we're helping build projects out there. The last one, Panda Vida in Ecuador. We also have some more. And those are getting kids getting fed, kids getting educated. More than that, they're getting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so they're getting education, they're getting food, but they're also getting the gospel. That's just some of the places the money's going to today. I want you to grab your offering envelope, the white envelope. Many of you, you've prepared all year long for this. Some of you started preparing a few months ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. I want to tell you this, and I want you to hear me out, church, whether you're here or watching online. Calvary Church, we've been here 21 years. Calvary Church moves forward by God's grace, but it's also by the finances of God's people. Calvary Church is going to continue to move forward by His grace, by His mercy, but by people like us that say we're sacrificing and we're giving because this house has been a blessing. If this church has been a blessing to you, to your family, I want to ask you today, and this is something I'm never going to apologize for, that you partner financially with us because we're not sponsored by the government. We don't get money from a soda commercial. <laughs> Everything we've done has been by the generous hearts of God's people. 21 years of chained in this community and we're going to continue to do it in Jesus' name. Today, it doesn't matter what amount. It's not equal amounts, it's equal sacrifice. We have a goal of $300,000. That means if 150 of us gives $2,000 today, we'll reach our goal. Everything that we have in that list, we'll be able to do it. If 300 of us give $1,000 today, we'll be able to do it. If 600 of us give $500, we'll be able to reach our goal. And again, you, you can do the rest of the math. I'm not good at it, but that's as far as I did. But if we all sow something, we'll be able to continue to build a legacy in Jesus' name. In fact, I want us to close our eyes as you're preparing there. If you can, I'm going to ask you to give. The amount is up to you, your family. I know people have sold stuff on eBay. People have come prepared. People have been saving all year long. People have had piggy banks preparing. I told you a story years ago when I first came to this church. 11 years ago, I didn't have nothing for heart for the house. We weren't prepared for it. I went home and I sold all of my shoe collection. I love shoes. I love sneakers. And I sold it because I wanted to bring something significant. I was raised in God's house. It's been a blessing in my life. Today, I'm just going to ask you, God, what, what do you want me to give? God, how can I continue to partner with God's church so that we continue to make a difference? What I've learned over the last few years is one person is too small to make a big difference. But all of us together, we've been able to achieve all that we've done. Father, we thank you today. We love you, Lord. There's many ways that you can give as you're there praying. We're going to put it up on the screen. The easiest way is going to www.calvaryconnect.com slash HFTH. www.calvaryconnect.com. You can go to that website right now on your phone, and you can press give today. You can do it through text, and there it tells you how to do it. You put the money amount HF, HF, uh, four, uh, H4H. And uh, you can also do it through cash, cash and check, which are on your seats. I'm going to ask my wife, Diana, to come up here. Let's pray together. And if you're with your spouse today, come on, this is a holy day for us. It really means a lot to Calvary because it's going to set us up next year to be able to be there for.
when disaster strikes, emergencies happen, to be there for families, cities in need. And so me and Diana, we're giving today. We're believing God that our sacrifice, God, will multiply it as well. As long as the pastors and staff, we're all doing it as well. Why don't you grab your spouse's hand? If you're giving together, grab their spouse. If you're single, hold on to Jesus with all your might. <laughs> but let's pray today that God will multiply it. But let's hold hands and believe that God today will bless it in Jesus' name. Let's pray, God. We thank, thank you so much, Jesus, for the privilege that it is to be part of uh, the work that you're doing, God. We don't take it for granted, God. We consider it the honor of our lives to build your house to build your kingdom jesus so today as we all stretch our faith together god you see our hearts you don't see an amount but you see our hearts you see our sacrifice god you know us you know that a lot of us god we're here today and we're so grateful for everything you've done in our lives we are beyond grateful god that you've forever changed our lives you've forever changed our hearts god that you've forgiven us that you've given us new life that you've given us a hope and a future god and in this moment we want nothing more than to leave a legacy for those coming after us god so that they as well can encounter your love your mercy your grace we pray right now that you will bless every single person every single family that is being part of this offering god we pray that you will continue to multiply in their lives blessings over their lives blessings over their families god we pray that you will multiply got this offering here today jesus that you will use it to change lives that you will multiply that you will bless every single person every single church that we help every single uh, community god everything that we do god that you will multiply that your hand will move that there will be miracles god that we will celebrate together because of what happens in this place god we thank you jesus we pray that jesus we will continue to leave a legacy yes god not just for our families, God, but for every single person, God. So everybody knows your name, God. So everybody knows your goodness, Jesus. So we pray a blessing over their lives. We pray a blessing over this offering, God. We pray that you multiply it, God, and do with it as you will, God. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we sing this song, why don't we pass the containers around? You can put your envelope in there today. Thank you so much for partnering with Calvary Church. We're going to believe God for a big year next year. And believing that he's going to continue to use us to make a difference around the world. Amen. Anybody grateful that we live? A, we, we serve a good God? And come on, he's given us amazing blessings that we should be thankful for. Next week, Family Fun Fest. It's going to be an awesome, awesome Sunday. And we're going to have dogs, petting zoos. We're going to have obstacle courses. Santa's going to be here. It's going to be awesome. Hey, if you already gave, can you stand up to your feet? We're going to worship God one more time. Thank you so much, church, for your generosity. Thank you for your faith. Thank you for the lives that you live. Come on, we're going to sing this song out one more time. God, send revival. Send revival to our lives, to our city. And help us to continue to make a difference in the lives of the people we meet. Come on, with hands lifted. Father, we thank you. We love you.